Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Mario. And this is Welcome Back. We are talking, we have a pretty cool topic today to celebrate a milestone in somebody's life. Mario, would Mm -hmm. you like to tell them what's Mm -hmm. going on? I have recently killed my 20s (laughs) and I have entered into the 30s. I'm a 30-year-old man. Congratulations, man. Yeah. You're old now. I'm like in between. Like, yeah. like you ask anyone like in their mid twenties and younger, like teenager stuff, like I'm old as dirt. Yeah. And you right. ask anyone who's like 40 and up, I'm still basically a child. I've entered into like <laughs> what you would assume real puberty is where you're not young and you're not old. I'm just in this like yeah. forgotten age. Yeah, I've been talking about like a second, not like puberty but i've been saying people warn you so much about puberty they tell you about the things that are going to change in your body uh-huh. what's going to uh-huh. change in your life but then 20 the mid-20s happens and like no one told me about any of this i convinced emily years ago i know that i just bring up stories and throw them in all the time but <laughs> i convinced her and like almost set her into like a, a panic attack that second puberty was a real thing <laughs> and like i was like well you know, like you see old people, like they have like wrinkles, you know, sometimes like their oh teeth gosh. get like extra yellow. Like some people's like eyes are like permanently like red kind of a little bit more, you know, wow. the hair turns gray. Like that all happens at second puberty as opposed to like real life where it slowly happens as you right, get older. Right. But I was like, yeah, when he, and like she turned 30 before me, I was like, yeah, you're like, you're getting up there and like, you know, you're probably going to be hitting second puberty soon and you'll look like what you're going to look like as an adult. And she... <laughs> uh, believed me <laughs> and then uh, was extremely upset I don't think she believes me when I tell her things anymore because of that yeah. story yeah 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 and there's opinion articles like about second puberty yeah. so when she was like googling it like oh, trying to amazing. prove me wrong it was just confirming my that's fake so story good. that's so good I love one of my favorite things is to convince people that something's real and it's just not that's why I tell Sam the, the test. Are you ready for the test? <laughs> That's a great theme throughout the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. We're going to get there. But um, first of all, we got some snow here in Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. So much snow. And it's so good. I uh, started on Wednesday. We have – I didn't put, like, a measuring stick in, but people near me did. And, like, it's, like, 16 inches here. I think we were uh, told 18 inches. And I'm looking at the – so there's a brick wall next to my house that all the snow like, oh, yeah. piled up on. Mm-hmm. And so it's been out there for the last few days. And of course, it's been melting down. And I still see 10 inches, maybe a foot after it's been melting down. Dang. And so like I, I, I shoveled my sidewalk like three times. I left work early the night it started. And then I left for work early that morning. Why? Ah, people are crazy about shoveling their driveways. Dave got shoveled in by his mare. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he was pretty ticked. (laughs) The mayor of his town plowed his own driveway, pushing all of his snow in front of Dave's driveway. I would not vote for that guy, even if I believed in everything he stood for. Oh, man. I went out to, like, shovel off the porch, you know, and basically just look at the snow, and everyone's shoveling. I was like, okay, I better shovel my driveway. It was a good thing (laughs) I did, because I thought we weren't going anywhere the next day, but it turned out we did, so I needed to. But, like, when I get snowed in, I'm just like, well, I'll snow out. I'll shovel out when I need to leave in two days. (laughs) Or, like, I guess I'm here. Yeah, right. I remember a few years back, it snowed really bad in Pittsburgh, and uh, my buddy, uh, Pastor Anthony, shout out Pastor Anthony. I don't know if Panth is uh, watching this, but he got snowed in to his apartment that I eventually moved into later, but... 
him and a buddy of his got snowed in and they binge watched the OC. Nice. While being snowed in and can't get out of the apartment. That's great. So the snow wasn't that bad, but it was it was pretty bad. People were driving like they've never seen snow before. Yeah. And this is our first uh, winter back in Pittsburgh. So like, uh-huh. I think there's like three hills in the entire state of Jersey. And yeah. like, I cross five hills to get to work every single day. <laughs> There was a there was a trailer truck jackknifed like we had to like drive around it. Yeah, yeah. The region I'm in is called the Back Mountain <laughs> because <laughs> like there's actual just mountains everywhere and so like it, when I only had the Prius it was mm-hmm. I had to get home on a prayer but now I'm driving a Subaru now so nice. So what did you do when you got snowed in? Did you do anything fun? We just kind of we kind of sat in. We had some hot cocoa because oh we did too. I needed to warm up after the snow after shoveling several times. Yeah, yeah. We sat by our Christmas tree that we just put up. We listened to a little bit of Christmas music, but not for long. We both kind of got sad because we couldn't. Christmas is weird this year because you're not seeing your family. Big time. Yeah. And uh, should we? I meant to ask this off air. Yeah. Should we do a Christmas episode? Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we're on. Dude, dude, I'm so glad we're on a podcast together. And then um, it was like almost midnight. I wanted to go out and do one last car clearing because I knew I was going to have to leave at like 530 in the morning yeah. to get to work on time. So I wanted to clear off my car before going to sleep, and it was so gorgeous out. It was quiet, mm. not a not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Wow! And the road is like lined with um, on the telephone poles. They all have big snowflakes. Mm-hmm. The snow was coming down through the through the light poles, and I had Emily come out, and we just took it in for a little bit. It's quite a scene. What about you? Um, you got me back into Fortnite, so I've been doing that, getting a bunch of dubs in there. Um, because it's easier now, I think. That's my verdict. And Sam's into it. She's playing. I'm so happy. We'll see. Uh, maybe later today we might get on. But um, I'm also like really into podcasting right now. <laughs> like uh-huh. Obviously this one and uh, PA Piledriver, which we'll talk about at length here in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was just asked to help out with a leadership podcast. This pastor in Florida asked me to do his voiceovers, like his in- voice intro. Wow. So I'm also doing like clips and stuff for some promo for that uh, in my my side hustle. Well, a lot of us were struggling in 2020, and, and not to underplay every struggle you've had in 2020, you're yeah. killing it this year with uh, Four Neep Alive. Yeah. With the summer camp, like it's been fun, dude. One day they're gonna like someone's gonna try to buy this podcast. We're gonna be dumb enough to let them buy it, and they're gonna be like, "All right, Chris, we need to replace that other guy." <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. We're gonna because you're the one turning 30. You are the birth of this episode. This is mm-hmm. the Mario's happy birthday episode. It was like a week and a half ago you turned 30. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, December 3rd, and we're on December 19th. So yeah, well, it's it's still your happy birthday episode. It's my birthday um, month. I just turned 30. You get a whole right. year when you're 30, right? It's wow. my birthday year. <laughs> you deserve it. You made it. Let me take that back because I hate people who have birthday weeks. Just to, yeah. take your day and move on. It's true. The thing, I don't really hate it. I know that people have problems with it. I don't hate it because like usually they just like say it. But if somebody was like started to demand more gifts or like uh-huh. more birthday festivities, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, chill. <laughs> we all get a day. I hate the concept. I don't hate the people because Emily's one of those persons. <laughs> and so smart. Well, she does. She used to say it like as a joke, but then I took it to the next level because she turned thirty first. Yeah. And so when she turned thirty, I made like a big like birthday week for. Her. Good. And I don't remember a single thing I did. Oh, so. must not have been that special. No, no, it is special, but we'll get into <laughs> our mind changing as we get older later. In ah, the pod. all right. So let's open our conversation about getting older, growing up, being a adult. 
um, with some tough stuff. So Mario, you, I think you've mentioned before. Yeah, we've well, talked about your your grandfather's health and how it's in decline and how you've been stepping yeah. up to take care of him. So uh, what's going on there? Yeah, it's interesting because um, it went down. And then it went up, and then it went down, and then it went up, mm-hmm. and then we've had a change in his care routine. Yeah, I got to change him myself. Yeah, uh, three times, mm-hmm. but we had to have a conversation with him about whether or not he wants nurses that he'd have to pay for mm-hmm. to come in and help him at his house, or if he'd like to go to a home. And his answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want either of those options he hated those options he just wants yeah. to he wants to be better uh we mm. talked about it mountain of a man um just struggling with getting older and i had yeah. and i basically had to like help drive the conversation of like you need to make a choice here or else we're gonna be forced to make a choice you know you've earned a great end of your life here like yeah. you've you worked hard you, you've raised three kids you put a roof over everyone's heads you You've made sure there was food on the plate. You're a grandfather. You retired from work. Now you're in those those, I didn't say sunset years, but you're in those later <laughs> years of your life. Yeah. And so like, you choosing one of these options is you taking control of the last bit of of your life here. You know, it's not like you're dying and we're getting rid of you because you're old. It's like you've worked hard to earn people taking care of you. Everyone has yeah. to grapple with this, and like he has siblings that are still alive that are older than him that are mm. better than him in health and i can see how he struggles with that yeah to skip our way out of that store we're going with the in-home help like people are going to come to his house and help him which led to the other craziest thing that happened i <laughs> talked to my dad about this yeah uh years early he's 60 sure i'm 30 he was 30 when he had me which is a, a crazy thing yeah right getting older um and i was like dad i know that like you're 100% healthy and fine and there mentally and physically, but a lot has been put on my plate lately and it's got me thinking and I kind of want to have this conversation early. Yeah. Are you going to be super chill <laughs> and like okay <laughs> with what your kids decide when you get old? Ugh. And my dad essentially said, "My all right, so my dad, you know how like my dark humor kind of creeps in in this podcast? Oh, yeah. My dad has is where I got it from. Oh, okay. And his answer was, please throw me into a home. (laughs) (laughs) Like he says, like, you guys have your own lives, you know, like you, like, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. I don't want anyone I know to have to care for me. So like, as soon as it seems like it's the right time, throw me into a home. Yep. I was slightly saddened. And then I was also relieved. Yeah. And also I was like laughing because I knew my dad talked about this. And I don't think he talked to his wife about this. <laughs> <laughs> and so like it led to like a kind of fun conversation, you know, like I don't, I don't even know if he's ever thought about like a, an a older community, like a 65 plus community. Mm-hmm. It's not like a nursing home or anything. It's basically just yeah. like St. Barnabas, yeah, I guess. Did you grow up seeing that commercial? No, I don't remember it at least. They made getting old look so glamorous and so fun. You just, like, play games with your old buddies all day? I still want to have, like, an old folks commune. Like, all of us, I'm like, from college, like, when we get old and it's time to retire, it. we all move to the same place. <laughs> Even if it's, like, like I like the idea of us all living on, like, the same, like, neighborhood cul-de-sac. Yeah. But, like, even if it's, like, we're all in the same old folks' home. Like, skip the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Like, we don't connect until we're, like, all super old. Just, like, wheeling yeah. around, like, trying to do, like, wheelie. <laughs> like, fall, like, like, I'm trying a little harder than everyone else because I'm trying to be a show-off. And I fall back and I break right. my shoulder. 
and Jake's just laughing, like <laughs> like slapping his table, knocking over his prune juice. Just <laughs> that is a great picture. It's crazy to me that you ended up in that in that position, especially for your grandfather. I mean, for your father yeah. too. I mean, I think it's just wisdom to have in this conversation early, but to have that conversation with your grandfather and you having to drive that conversation is pretty wild. Yeah. I'm not even the oldest grandchild. Yeah. And like, I love my mom and I love my uncle and uncles, you know, they were a part of the decision of what's going on and they, and I couldn't imagine being in their seat, but it was yeah. interesting seeing the role I played while they were also still there. I think that says something more about your personality than family dynamics. You know, like you are willing to do what it takes. I think more pe- other people are just going to put it off. Like, it's yeah. not like they don't care, yeah. but like, I don't have to care today. Whereas you're like saying, if I care today, it's going to make tomorrow easier. Yeah. And so yeah, it's the same thing with thing. Uh, changing them. Cause there's a lot of family members who wouldn't change them. Sure. And yeah. like, they were like, all right, well, once we get things like settled with this company, mm-hmm. like, then, you know, we'll start to draw it back a little bit, you know, try to save Pat some money and like maybe two nights a week, Mario can come and he can, you know, give him food and, and change him. And I, I pretty much said to my uncle, the, the shot caller in this situation, I was like, I was like, hey, just for the record, I know how to do this and I'm willing to do this. I do not want to do this. Yeah. Right. Like if you guys can manage to keep people doing this thing like it's not a highlight of my day to change my grandfather Jeez. you know yeah so like sure. so he's like oh that's great information to have and i'm glad i got to have that conversation with him too but everyone takes things differently but you have to do what you have to do if you if it's like worry about things you can change if you can't change it there's no need to complain about it sure yeah but i do that too i complain about it. I'm, I'm if anything i'm a hypocrite <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I had a taste of this experience as well. Like, I can't even remember. Several months ago, towards the beginning, well, right before the pandemic, my mom went to the hospital. She's had, like, bad health forever, including a, like, muscular disorder that she was born with. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like, been debilitating over time. And so she went to the hospital right before the pandemic. And I I didn't think much of it because she's been in the hospital for a couple days at a time countless times Mm -hmm. so like it wasn't a big deal but slowly it became apparent that like this time was different and so like she really uh while she was there like her lungs weren't working she said she had to be put on a ventilator her kidneys weren't working they had to put her on dialysis they did a tracheotomy and a feeding tube and like at that point you're like she's hooked up to so many machines like she will never go home at this point yeah and you know a couple weeks after that i was on the phone with a doctor deciding which machine i had a conversation with a doctor deciding which machine to turn off which is yeah. Bananas to mm-hmm. me. And you're not even 30 yet. Yeah, right. Um, my grandma is still alive and very involved in this process. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom's only 51, 51, maybe? She's not old. Yeah, she's not old. She was born in 69, so yeah. 51. Yeah, 51. So, like, it's a special case. So, her mom's still alive and still very involved in it. But I am the deciding factor because I'm the oldest child. Yeah. I am the one who, like, actually has to make decisions. She doesn't have a living will, which is a word that we should all know so that we can convince our parents to get them. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't have to actually make these decisions. Heck, I want to write one now for myself. Jeez. Yeah, right. So, it's it's really weird. Oh, right. I didn't finish that story. I was planning to go on a Friday to, like, say my goodbyes. And on a Wednesday, everything turned around. And the doctor was like, never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> she's she's um, good. Oh, my God. Gosh, which, oh, crazy. At any point, we could kind of be back there. That's yeah. kind of where we're at. Yeah. You know, she's like doing well. She's She wrote me a Christmas card, which I was really surprised mm-hmm. by. Um, but like, I haven't seen her. I saw her for 10 minutes, you know, like a couple months ago. Yeah. And that was the only time I've seen her since Christmas. So it's pretty wild to experience this, this stuff. <laughs> I know that I'm pretty candid with my crazy personal life and stuff. Yeah. And this is the first time you shared this on the post. I just want to yeah, say yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that, man. I'm preaching on Sunday. So I, I kind of just recently wrote it out. 
I'm going to be talking about it on Sunday. Oh, really? So, I mean, most of them know the story because I had a lot of people praying whenever things yeah. were going down. You know, I kind of just put the story into, you know, a story format. Does your guys' uh, sermons go online? Yes. I'll have to yes. check it out this week. Yeah, not, that yeah, I, not that I don't listen to your pastor, but I, I listen to every <laughs> one of them, but I'll especially <laughs> listen to the one where you're doing it. That is like probably the most serious thing we'll talk about. Today. It's going to be hit or miss, in and out, man, in and out of how serious it's going to be. Cause I, yeah, that's true. That's I true. take I take every serious thing with a, a dose of comedy, mainly <laughs> because I'm immature. But also, it helps <laughs> It helps you cope. Yeah, for sure. So, um, let's talk about the second puberty, the one that no one told us about. The body, the, What changes in your body when you turn, I don't know, mid-20s, maybe even 30, you can tell us. Give us a window. Dude. What happens? It starts shutting down, man. We're in like the, like, <laughs> we're in like the long haul. It's like, all right. Yeah. And you, you assume it starts at like 40. I can only imagine how, how this uh, mishmash of, of bone and flesh is going to handle being 40 years old. <laughs> So true. Because like it already feels like we're in the like all right, start shutting her down situation. <laughs> I can remember one of the first times that the, I came to this realization. I went to Denny's at like one in the morning, uh-huh. which is just a thing you do for years and years, and it doesn't matter. And then I did it at like age twenty five or something, <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and just puked my brains out. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I had like greasy food late at night, and uh, I couldn't hold it in. And I was like, wow, this is what. Being a grown up is like throwing up more, I guess. <laughs> so it was it was a moment for me. Oh man, yeah. I, I thankfully I have like an iron stomach. I don't know how it's pulled yeah. it off. The greasy meals at night doesn't bother me. Uh dairy. Yeah, yeah. I have some dairy problems. <laughs> it, hey, before you tell me about it, it doesn't do a thing to me. I still drink yeah. a gallon of whole milk, maybe two gallons of whole milk a week. Holy cow. Yeah. I'll have a glass of milk. Pun I'm one of those freaks. Intended. I'm one of those freaks who, who, who will drink a glass of milk. Yikes. I, it's not like, you know, major. Like, I have some friends that have, like, major problems with dairy uh-huh. and, like, have a bite of ice cream and I'm on the toilet for, like, an hour. But I, I understand that this is a natural thing that every, I mean, apparently, except for you, like, <laughs> humans just go through this. When I turned 30, I was like, this is it. This is the year I do the gallon challenge. Yes, this is the year we bury Mario because he tried the, the gallon challenge. I've been wanting to do it for so long, and I think I can handle it. Like the yeah. the biggest the biggest setbacks is uh, lactose because uh, yeah. it's, it's a heavy dose, it's not just like a regular dose. No kidding. And you're putting a gallon of contents in your stomach, and I feel like mm-hmm. I've trained over this last thirty years that I could I could yeah. pull it off. Yeah. And like the goal is to like drink it and not throw up in an hour. Okay. I think I could drink it, and then that's it. And just not throw up. My, no, I won't even feel bad, I don't think. Yikes. I feel like I'm just going to continue my day. <laughs> this is bad. I have like strategies. I have like pint glasses. So I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them out and I'm going to pour each pint glass and I can sit there. You have an hour to drink it and you don't throw up an hour afterwards. And I'm just going to pound the first two real quick and then I'll sip the other two for the remainder of the hour and I think I'm going to be good. I think this is a bad idea. For the record, dude, we, <laughs> I think this is a bad idea. I'm not saying that we're going to put it out on the pod or like on YouTube or anything, but like even for my own... I've wanted to do this for years. All right. I'll video okay. call you and Jake, our, our uh, primary fan, <laughs> and, and you, and we're going to okay. watch me do the gallon challenge. Okay. And Emily, she's so torn up by dairy. Oh, yeah? Constantly. She has dairy hmm. pills. Have you switched to dairy pills yet? No. <laughs> Game changer. Game changer. If you really do have dairy problems, you need to get lactose uh, pills. All right. Like, she told an old lady about it, 
And the yeah. old lady gave her like a card and a gift card saying, thank you. I can finally eat ice cream again. That's amazing. That's a real recommendation, everyone. If you have trouble That's with good. lactose and you aren't taking lactose pills, I guess anti-lactose, but I don't know what it yeah, is. No it idea. gives you the enzyme that your body's lacking that makes you lactose intolerant. Okay, cool. Get that. Well, there you go. And you know what else happened? When I, it, this was when I moved up to Northeastern Pennsylvania in 2015, uh-huh. I got, I got allergies for the first time in my entire life. Okay. I didn't even know like latent life allergies was a thing. <laughs> Let me posture something to you. Okay. I had no allergies out in Pittsburgh. I moved to Jersey. I had allergies. I moved back. I haven't had allergies. Now, see, I was hoping that was it, but that didn't, that wasn't it for me. Okay. That that makes sense, but one of the, I can remember the, one of the worst allergy days I've ever had was at my brother's graduation party at Cedar Creek Park. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I, it's so bad. And I even to the point of, like, nosebleeds sometimes, mm-hmm. like, if I'm not taking an uh, allergy medicine, I'll just have nosebleeds. Like, it, I'm trying to do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of a staff meeting and my nose is bleeding. I was on... I was right about to go on the radio for a thing up uh-huh. here, and my nose started bleeding like an idiot, and I had to run to the bathroom and not go on the radio, and Jeez. it was traumatizing. It's like, hey, did you take a bump of Coke before you got here? <laughs> it's like, what the heck? This is, I didn't know this could happen, and now it's just plaguing me. Apparently, uh, old man, it's a sign of high blood pressure, and that's like a, that's almost like a pressure know. valve. Like, your blood pressure's so high, and your body needs to relieve the pressure, so you'll just bleed out your nose. Great. That happened to me about like three years ago because my health was in the garbage because I was not exercising and I wasn't eating very well. And then yeah. I started to do a little better and they stopped. <laughs> but you're also healthy. <laughs> like, like yeah, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen you this thin in, in my life. Yeah, that's true. I do. Well, I donate plasma. So like I get my blood pressure checked twice a week. <laughs> yeah. And so it's always, you know, you know, in a safe zone anyway. What is it like stress? Maybe. Are you stressed? I think it's connected to the allergies. Okay. All right. So because like a dry, found, dry nose? Yes. Be- but that doesn't make sense. If the allergies are mucusing up my nose, I don't know. But I have found a correlation. I'm, I'm keeping track. This year I started to keep track of the dates <laughs> that I start and stop my oh, medicine. Oh, man. Are you older and than me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm keeping track of the dates of my nosebleeds. Oh, man. And it happens that when I'm not on my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> You're so old. Or do I just not care about my health? Is that what it is? (laughs) I'm just really bad at being old. (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) And then uh, maybe it's because I'm in like physical jobs, but it's something I think shared by everyone hitting their 30s is like your back and your knees start to, they aren't aren't as good as they used to be. That's so true. I was, (laughs) this is another great story. I jumped, I did a rope swing. This is like my senior year of high school. I may have told you this story. I did a rope swing and I did it wrong. (laughs) And so like, instead of like putting my feet out in front of me, I tucked them up underneath me. And because of that, I didn't clear the shore. (laughs) So essentially I just jumped out of a a tree (laughs) onto the ground. Oh no. So wait, like on the downswing, when you have like the full momentum, you're like hand slipped because you're all balled up. No, uh, no, I never let go of the rope. I was holding onto the rope the whole time, but the rope was low enough that if you don't put your legs out, you just crash onto the shore and then tumble into the water. Oh, and that's what happened to you. That's precisely what happened. And so since then I've had knee pain, (laughs) like when, (laughs) when, uh, when it rains, like, especially like when it's about to rain, I'll get, I'll get pain in my knee. Um, I did a lot of theater in high school, and so like when I would 
I was doing like a ton of dancing and I would always have to wear a knee brace and felt like an old person or cause I know that I'm not a jock, you know, like the people that wear <laughs> uh, knee braces are athletes and old people. And I'm certainly not an athlete. Oh my so. gosh. I didn't realize that uh, today on welcome back. I was interviewing my grandfather. Hey, how's your <laughs> diaper doing? <laughs> Surprise. I'm old too. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, my knees are just sore sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And the weather doesn't tell me. <laughs> Anything. Literally, I was in high school being able to tell when it was going to rain. <laughs> hey, guys, don't worry about practice later. They're going to cancel. What? It's like sunny out. <laughs> Two hours later, downpour. That's so true. Oh, man. In my back, I think I've always carried my tension, like my bodily tension in my lower back. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like the my ba- lower back muscles are always tight. They're always yeah. like activated. And... I threw out my back in college while I was trying to deadlift more than I should have. <laughs> yeah. What a cool way to throw out your back, though. Yeah. Frick. Can you imagine if I threw it out after I completed it? it for the record, it was almost... Fi- it, no, it was 500 pounds. Yikes. And here's here's what happened. Here's a little inside scoop. I had just deadlifted 485 pounds, and I my enthusiasm and confidence was so high and it felt so easy in the moment that I was like, Oh, crank it up. But like, I should have stopped there because I just gave it my all. And I went into a higher weight with no energy left and my back having already strained the maximum it should have. Yikes. But that carrying the tension in my back for years and years really started to emerge after we went to that wrestling show in Pittsburgh (laughs) when I threw my back running up the stairs. I love that story. I got to figure out a, a way to like, because apparently, like, maybe it's the way I walk, yeah. maybe it's the way I sit, but all of my tension is, like, held together. Like, my basically, my whole body is held together by my back, just, just being a one <laughs> knot. <laughs> there was a time where I was going to the chiropractor three times a week. <laughs> I think chiropractors are witch doctors. I completely agree. <laughs> completely. I My mom was, like, uh, she was doing training for some sort of medical pre- assistant training mm-hmm. and so she was like working at this doctor so i was getting in for free so it was awesome he was treating i think it was like football injuries mm-hmm. but really it just seemed like a sham all right i don't i'm i'm just an idiot on the internet but like same i've heard this this theory it's like yeah going to the chiropractor feels good because it feels good to be like rubbed down and touched by another human being <laughs> like like it's comforting to like be manipulated and and like held yeah. and you know, it's not that they're actually doing good. It just feels good. It's like a glorified massage. It's like a massage with a PhD. Or it's a real nice thing. You know, they don't even have to go to like doctor school to be a, a doctor of massage therapy, essentially. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just an idiot on the internet. Don't take anything I said seriously. If you are a chiropractor and you want to prove yourself, hit us up. I'll be happy to have you adjust me. There you go. Or they try to kill me for putting down their profession. <laughs> like, All right, we're just going to turn your head here. <laughs> Like, convince me that you're helping me without making me go to you three times a week for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I'm just like, it doesn't seem like you're actually helping me. Yeah, it's like the dentist who gives you a lollipop on your way out. I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm very proud of my gray hair. <laughs> yeah? I love it. I actually went on vacation a couple months ago, and my favorite gray hair fell out. It was like, <laughs> it was like so... Which also isn't a good sign for getting older. <laughs> It went gray and then it fell out. So true. I think it was a fluke because it looked like a healthy hair, but it was like right in front. And you it see was... it? Sure. Yeah, I can. I I'm, can see it. I'm getting grays right in the front. I've been getting yep. grays since Those are college. They were like little and they were dispersed. And like, I usually keep my head like buzzed pretty low. 
and you yeah. and you barely notice it. And then when it gets longer, you notice it more. And now yeah. when I buzz it down, you can still see that it's gray. And that's how Oof. I know I'm actually getting old. <laughs> yeah, like mine's long and curly. So like when there's one gray that's like curling through <laughs> all over the place, it's pretty noticeable. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, representative from Hawaii. I don't think she's a representative there anymore. She has a wonderful white streak in her hair. And my Aunt Tony is, uh, she's the oldest of my dad's siblings. She has full-blown white hair like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, except long. Okay. Looks amazing. I'm actually excited for a full white head of hair. I actually like that look a lot. But this salt and pepper, like between, it's going to take me about 15 years to go from where I'm at to full white. Like it took my dad a long time and his hair looks great now. But he, but like as a man, you just kind of got to accept like, oh, this is how I look. Yeah. I'm into it. Cause like, I like, it. like what kind of jerks dye their hair? Not me. Not this guy. <laughs> Tons do. Tons do. You so know, true. and you don't, and some of them are real bad. You notice, and some of them don't and there's a secret. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I know. Like there's some people you just know they're old. And then some people are like hiding that they're old. It's like, Oh, how's your hair? So like nice colored. And then like, they're like <laughs> on the inside, they're just like a baby. It's like, oh, don't, don't ask me too much about my hair care. <laughs> and then speaking of hair, I like the video called Jake. We like to hang out on, on uh messenger, especially in yeah. these times of COVID. He said, hey, your hair's looking a little thin. Ouchie. I don't know if he's joking or not, and I've been spiraling ever since. <laughs> like, you know what I did? I was like, ha, 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 ha. And then, like, we hung out for literally, like, three more hours. But in the back of my head, I had this. So as soon as we hung up, as soon as we hung up, his comment was three hours prior. As soon as we hung up, I went right to the bathroom. And, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, is it? Is it? Is it? That's so funny. Like, maybe it's just the way my hair is, like, laying. And, like, I'm remembering all the, the is it four hymns? I don't know. There's a commercial from Two Bears, One Case where they're talking about hair loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I wish someone told us earlier. I was like, Jake also watches Two Bears. He's probably trying to help me. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like too afraid to ask because I feel like if he was joking, he's such a good friend that he would yeah. continue the joke. Yes, yes. And say, yes. And say like, uh, yeah, man, like, like you should probably just shave it all off before it gets embarrassing. <laughs> well, he's finding out right now. So uh, we yeah, know. our one listener. <laughs> Jake, if you wouldn't mind. Stop the jokes. Let me know if I'm going bald. <laughs> He'll text you right now. <laughs> so those are the changes of the body. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. We're fat now. I'm fatter now. I don't know about you. Oh, you've so you've actually had to take a... Yeah. Apologize for me being fat. No, you had... No. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I know what you meant. I know what you meant, but it sounds like you're saying, oh, I'm so sorry you're fat now. <laughs> like, you're... Oh. Like, I, I think... I don't know if I got cut out earlier or not when we had to, like, talk about something, but... Like, you are the fittest I've seen you. Yeah. And I am not <laughs> anywhere near. <laughs> like, I've always been a bigger guy. Um, yeah. If you know me in real life, you know that I don't look like I'm, like, really fat. Yeah. Because of the way in which it's distributed. I've lifted heavy in college to, like, put on, like, yeah. muscle mass. But also, I didn't eat well, so I gained fat as well. And so, like, <laughs> I am, like, 300 plus pounds. Yeah. And uh, it's nice that, like this laborious job dealing with like super hot metals and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, I moved out here at like three thirty, almost three twenty five ish. And now I'm at three Oh five. And mm -hmm. you know how everyone's uh, new year's resolutions just went out the window because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I started the year wanting to get below 300. I might actually pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And all it takes is 10 hours of hard labor every day. <laughs> that's all. Well, you're getting paid for it, so that's not I'm a, I'm guessing if I had an office job, I would be like 400 by now. Man, yeah. Because I haven't worked on my diet. I need to start working on my diet. But just like 
to get to a healthy weight is so is so much work, and I don't know if it's worth yes. it. I'd rather just die young. I, I think. know. That's what I'm at. Like, well, I'm, Emily just yelled at me for saying that. <laughs> like, my mom has a bad heart. I'm just like, I'm like, I want to be alive for like me. I okay, this is the real story. Speaking of getting old, mm-hmm. my dream is to be a grandfather. If I could skip <laughs> being a father straight to being a grandfather, I just can't wait. And so, like, th- to think about like, if I don't get healthy, I'm gonna have less time to do that. Is kind of a bummer. Oh my gosh, what a life hack, dude! Adopt a a. T- like a 15-year-old single mom, like someone who got like knocked up super early. Yes. Like yes. adopt someone who's already a mom or a dad. Instant grandfather. Instant grandfather. That's a good, that's the name of a movie. It should be. If it isn't. Let's write it. Oh my gosh. That'll be our fat astronauts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's instant grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I don't know if I'm doing it in a healthy way, but like I am, I, so I diet the first three months of the year. Hard. <laughs> and so I'll lose... <laughs> 35 40 pounds uh-huh. january february march and then i spend the rest of the year gaining it all back <laughs> so but this year i managed to keep off 10 uh-huh. so so i'm starting the year i'm starting next year hopefully i, I still gotta make it through christmas but um, i'm working hard to start my year 10 pounds lighter than i started last year <laughs> oh my gosh so those are the changes of the body how about the changes of the brain of the mind the way oh process. yes yes when um, you grow up things change perspectives change what changed? Oh my gosh! Are you familiar with the the term care cup? No. So like the amount of, of things I can care about. Oh okay. Like it's my care cup. Like oh my care cup's full. I don't care about that. Got or, it. Got it. You know, I have gone from someone who like lets like everything into my care cup to essentially nothing in my care cup. Like so okay. many things I don't care about. I I feel <laughs> like I gotta explain it more because Emily looked at me with a face of confusion. So like Emily will ask me a question. We'll just go with her for an example. She'll ask me probably generally important questions. And I'll, my answer will more often than not be, I don't care. Yeah. Your your call. Yeah, she just told yeah. me, your call. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Because it doesn't matter to me. Like, just make the decision. You care about someone. Well, if it makes you happy, it makes me happy. Because I'm mm-hmm. happy with either option. So, your call. Yes. I don't care. Go ahead. And then other things like... Like, things you don't expect to care about, like, I just start to care about so much. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch TV that I don't want to watch. Yeah. Like, we spend forever watching the guide in Netflix trying to find something. Because if we both don't, like, because we're both old now, if we both don't want to watch it, we're not watching it. Like, I'm not going to yeah. watch something you want to watch if I don't want to watch it. And I don't, yeah. and she doesn't want to watch something that I want to watch if she doesn't want to watch it. And of course, there's there's exceptions here and there. You know, we are still a caring couple after all. But, <laughs> but more often than not, it's like we struggle to find TV shows to watch because it needs to be that perfect sync, like sync up of us both wanting to watch it. Yeah. And then what's horrible is like we started watching Sons of Anarchy. I still like it and we're still going to finish it. But I stopped caring about it. Oh, no. And that just means we both stopped watching it. Oh, no. <laughs> Even though she still wants to see how the rest of it goes. And she's like, well, yeah. is this just a me-only show now? And I'm like, I might care about it eventually. So, like, maybe just... We'll, if, it, if, it goes like another, it if it goes another two months or so without me watching it, I'm just going to be you, you take it. you take it from here. But yeah. I just don't care about so much anymore. What you call care cup, I think I might call decision fatigue. Have you heard that phrase? I think so, yeah. Like, I've just... I just feel like I spend a lot of my day making decisions you know i'm like leading ministries and doing fun stuff and so like i i make a lot of decisions i make a lot of calls Mm -hmm. so like when i get to one that i'm like you know what someone else can take care of that i'm gonna take that opportunity yeah (laughs) like i need to conserve my decision making for other ones that only i can make so i feel like i've matured 
maybe. Yeah? What's that look like to you? Like, how do you know that you matured? What do you, what do, you do that makes you think, yes, I have matured? Oh, I don't, I don't give out, like, quick emotional answers anymore. Great. I try my best not to. That sounds mature. Like, where normally I'd have a fast response, now we get in arguments when she says something and I don't respond immediately. Not over text, like in person. Yeah, yeah. Like, Emily and I, of course, we're a couple, so we talk about things, and she'll, she'll like, post something to me, and then I'll just sit there. And she's like, are yeah, you yeah. ignoring me? I'm like, no, I'm thinking <laughs> about how I want to respond. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. going to take a minute, you know? That's great. Because, like, if I just shoot off what I'm saying, five minutes from now, I might not even like what I said, in the, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. So let's... Yeah. Let's take a breath. Let's take a hop, skip, and a and a beat. I found my my perspective on authority has changed a lot. This goes back to what we're talking about with chiropractors. Everyone is guessing. Oh, doctors my gosh. are all. And the same thing with my mom. Like uh-huh. he told me days later, he was like, "Oh, just kidding. She's not going to inevitably." Welcome die. <laughs> to the dark side. Everyone's guessing. You're you're like coming upon what I felt for years. Like when we were in college, yeah. and I. Just didn't care what anyone who got paid to work at that school said to me. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to think when this realization happened for me. I think maybe it was like when I started to be the one that made decisions. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, they're also <laughs> guessing. I'm making it up, so they're making it up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's quite a, a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way I think and process. Any other mind changes in your world? Um. Yeah, I mean, I've realized that like I get annoyed when people now talk about like flip flopping politicians is like oh, sure and i think i might have even said this in a previous yeah. episode it's like they just changed your mind yeah they grew, like you got in more information and then you changed your mind like Let's how go. how do you not how do you not learn something new and then adjust like rather than big all oh, this this is a thing that changes that challenges my worldview better shun it it's like no feel it out yeah work with it see if you like it see if it makes sense you know and even if it does go against your personal beliefs have that difficult conversation with yourself stop fighting change love that when i showed up at college i think i was relatively middle left and then as i was at college i went like middle right yeah and then emily is giving me head shakes she thinks i definitely went right for a little bit yeah for sure and now i'm like back at middle maybe even middle left like Give me, give me free college. What's the worst that can happen? We just gave a bunch <laughs> of companies billions of dollars for a pandemic relief. Go figure. You know, yeah. and who knows? Maybe I'll be back right later. Like you can, you don't have to stick in this one spot, and you don't have to. And again, do our, go listen to our politics episode. But you don't have to hold the hard line. Like you can have some right beliefs and some left beliefs. Absolutely, like it's fine. It's fine. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> or green beliefs, or, or or libertarian beliefs. It doesn't. Just, it doesn't matter. Just freaking think about think about things. Yeah, think for yourself a little bit. Yeah, be moldable. Love that. Be like, like Bruce Lee says, be like water. Was it Maya Angelou that said, uh, no, just like the no better, do better thing? I'm not sure. sure. Somebody said, somebody said that. <laughs> yeah, if you're not okay. mistaken. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that's right. How have as you are getting older? How has your how have your friendships changed? Dude, maybe it's part of my care cup. Maybe it's other people's care cups. But like, <sighs> losing friends, like people who like. Like, like you're changing and they don't change or they're changing and you don't change. Like it sucks. Like people who've been a part of your life for years, years, decades even. And now you're old. Now you're older, you know, and you've, you've come to this point where like you've seen a friendship both begin, thrive and then come to an end. Yeah. And then moving back here, like there's a friend who I hadn't really been super close with for years and now, like, we're super close again. Like, we're talking every single day. It's like, you get older and you realize that 
there's just a, a constant flow of, of people who come in and out of your life at different times. Yeah, that's true. And some, sometimes it hurts when they leave. Sometimes it's welcoming when they leave. And I don't know how I want to word it exactly because it's a, it's it's not a touchy subject for me, but it also kind of is. Like because I'm still sure. I'm still like grappling, grieving. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think this is a. I don't know if it's a personality difference or what. I just have not experienced this. Like I haven't had a falling out with a friend. And maybe ever, I mean, I guess like when in high school, there may have been one, but like mostly like I keep my friendships intact. And when I mm. leave an area, um, or when I talk, stop, I like talk to somebody less, like there's n- never been like bad feelings, you know, yeah. like usually like I can pick back up where I left off with most of my friends. Yeah. Sometimes though people like, uh, I mean, even, and I've had this feeling too. I understand people get busy with their lives. Um, people have things that come up, you know, people move away, people, you know, like, especially if you're moving somewhere, you're making new friends and you only have so much time in your day. And I'm a phone call person. I don't like text. So it's probably (laughs) expedited on me. Um, but like, I don't know. So sometimes you you almost take it personal. Like you don't have enough time in the day to, Mm. to ask me. Like I have to be the one who's always calling first. Mm. I have to be the one who's always initiating. I have to be the one who's asking if you want to hop on a video game or, or text you or ask you about your family. Like it's all on me to make sure this friendship exists. Hmm. Cause then if that's the case, I'm going to stop and see if you pick it up. And if you don't pick it up, then I guess one of us was trying harder than this friendship than the other. That's interesting. Um, I don't really look at it like that, I don't think. I try not to, because it does suck. Yeah, for sure. It sucks. Maybe yeah. we should stop here, because we're going to have an episode on making friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can hop off that part. Um, oh, but I do want to talk I do want to talk about sneaky friendships, which we'll probably dive in further. But, like, people you don't expect to be your friends, but then, like, yeah. they're mutual friends or just, like, yeah. long-standing connections. Like, Eddie... Like, oh, I love that guy. Is a... I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie is such a great friend. And yeah. like it, and it shouldn't have snuck up on me. We've been in the same group chat for five years, but like <laughs> yeah. that's just—I guess maybe it's because of my particularity with uh, friends. But yeah, no, I, that is a fun, a sneaky friendship. I like the way you put that. There are people that just like, like you said, an acquaintance or something. Where I'm uh-huh. like, man, I love when that person's around. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're not going to be there. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I found that like when I have a lot of distance has been created and has been difficult for me with friends with kids. Uh huh. I'm thinking of like one couple in particular that. The, out here that had some kids and then like we just didn't see him for their first kid we didn't see him for like a whole year basically yeah and they have recently done a lot of work and maybe you're listening hi hi buddy <laughs> um but like he is they have done a lot of work especially recently inviting us over and like mm-hmm. really working hard to maintain that friendship um but with kids like i can't really invite myself over to somebody's house yeah but they can't really leave their house because they put their kids to bed yeah. at a certain time you know so and like popping in like surprise visiting like i like i'm all about popping in and having people right. pop over but then as i've gotten older it's like especially if they have kids like we um matt and amy super close friends i love you both I love you I love your kids you guys are fantastic and i don't know if you guys are listening or not uh even if you're not listening everyone else who's listening know that they're a, a great they're great people yeah and we would go and we'd get dinner close by their house. And I'm like, oh, we should swing by their house. And Em's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, they probably love to see us. Like, they're really close friends. Like, we should go say hi. And she's like, they have kids. You know? Like, they have responsibilities. And they can't stay up late all the time because, like, yeah. their sleep's probably bad because they have kids. They, yeah. you know, Matt has uh, a really early starting job that runs long hours. Like, he needs, like, his downtime and his sleep. Like, we should text them to set up something for next week. And I'm like next week 
They're, I can almost see their house from here. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah, we should go see true. our friends. I would like yeah. them to come see us, you know? But she's like, yeah. it's completely different lives. Kids are the worst. Completely different lives. 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 I'm getting grammar corrected live on air. Life's on air. <laughs> <laughs> How about family stuff? Anything changing your family when you got older? Family, uh, we talked a lot about this yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, a lot does. <laughs> A lot, a lot changes uh, as you get older. Like, like I found out there's like a section of my family we're not like supposed to talk to anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like family members who I had not really connected with in a while who like now I'm like reconnecting with. Like, uh, not to pull the curtain back too much. I don't think they'll be upset by this because they're aware of this. When my parents got divorced, my the, my father's side and and me and my brothers really thrived, and my mother's side kind of faded away a little bit. Yeah, and now that my mom's dad, my grandfather, is like sick, like family's starting to become really important there because you know our grandmother <laughs> Emily just opened up a, a thing of biscuits and it did that pop thing and she like yeah. physically jumped. Yeah, literally just the unpeel and it went boom. All right. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, back to it. Um, like I've had more conversations with my, with my uncle, my uncles on on my mom's side in the last like six months, eight months than I have in eight years. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's different for some people. I've always had like great relationships with my aunts and uncles. Yeah. And but now that I'm like even older. Now I'm older, I guess. Like, I, I love going over to my aunts and uncles' houses. Like, they'd have us over. Like, my Aunt Marcy. Shout out to my Aunt Marcy. I think I've yeah, yeah. given her tons of shouts out already. Like, going over to my Aunt Marcy's to watch a movie. Like, my dad's, like I guess, like out on a date, like, trying to get back on the field or whatever. Or uh, or he's at work, you know. And my Aunt Marcy even moved in with us for a little bit when she was going through divorce. Um, you know that? Well, she talked about how we tried to kill her once. <laughs> um. well what happened was is the way the apartment set up there's like a dark hallway that you have to like walk down through to get to the light uh-huh. and my dad had a chair set up to try to change a light bulb and so my <laughs> marcy had to like walk through and didn't realize the chair was there and like it steps and then a chair and then you get the hall to the lights and she like she like ate it real hard and she thought we were trying to kill her oh. but it was my dad <laughs> it was my dad and i don't know if he ever corrected it either yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't us but no uh like i already loved seeing my aunts and uncles and now they're almost like peers yeah they're still like 30 years yes. older than me but we're all adults now like if my uncle vince is like, if it wasn't for covid of course but if my uncle vince is like hey do you want to go to the moose i was like what? what's the moose and it's like a bar out here and he's like well you know, I have a membership too, so I can get you in. I'll be like, yeah, let's go hang out. Like, I'd love to hang out with my uncle. Yeah, that's great. Vince. Uncle Vince is the best. Uh, I love, oh, well, they're all the best. I've never had really a relationship with my aunts and uncles. Try it. Um, it's great. <laughs> everyone's aunts and uncles are different, you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I 100% agree with that. Like, I, I, recently it has been different. Uh, lose, like, Thanksgiving in particular, where my mom wasn't there, <laughs> you know, like, they were exceptionally like welcoming and Mm -hmm. engaging with me and my brothers because they know that you know we were still there but yeah my mom wasn't so it was weird their sister wasn't there for the first time in forever you know um so it's it's a weird dynamic but this year especially i think when you get older it just it definitely changes yeah i don't know if you've experienced this but like the 
I wouldn't, I don't like the words power dynamics, but that does, that is what I mean. Like when you start to learn like your parents' mistakes Mm -hmm. and you're like uncle's mistakes, um, it's like, it's just different, you know, (laughs) like it's like a different atmosphere when you realize, again, we're all just making things up. We're all like, you know, no one is perfect. No one's on this pedestal and we're all like on the same level to some degree. It's been Interesting. Have you experienced that at all? Yes, uh, especially with the stress around grandfather's health. I'm not throwing yeah. anyone under the bus who says what, but Oof. like I've had a couple of some conversations about like shortcomings of certain people and my yeah. family, close and extended, whatever. And then like I'll, I'll, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, one, you shouldn't be telling me. This. Two, yeah. I'm glad I'm I'm 30 because yeah. like they're telling me something that I might have like been like really emotionally upset about yeah. 15 years ago. So, like, let's say I'm going to make up a family member. Okay. I like it. Just for the sake of the story. And I'm going to make up a scenario. So, like, they'll be like, the big, oh, did you know that your great, great, great uncle, so, like, I'm going to super remove it, (laughs) uh, used to sell crack on an alleyway and then do favors in the street. And, and like, as, like, a little kid, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's horrible. And, like, now as an adult, I'm like, one, you shouldn't be telling me this. And then, two... Uh, I don't know what his life is. Like maybe something crazy yeah. happened to him, you know? Sure, sure. Like yeah. like everyone's life's a little different, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like you're telling me horrible stories, but I'm also at that point in my life where I don't care about this yeah. drama that and like but they're older than me and they also still care about this drama. So like I don't understand. Like I hope like yeah. I'm not in a phase. Like I hope like I can maintain this like maturity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like people will try to get that rise out of you, that drama, and I'm just like, I don't yeah. care. And or yes. like someone be like, oh, did you hear about? It? And I was like, are they here? And I'd be like, no. And I'd be like, then I don't want to talk about it. My uncle was telling me stories like that about himself to scare me away from drugs when I was a kid. <laughs> like he told me, like he lived with us for a little while after getting out of jail. And he told us like, he told me about like watching friends die in the alley. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like 12. Please don't. <laughs> and then like, as like a 30 year old, you're like. If they told you the same story, big man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the story's changed because now at Thanksgiving, he told me that he would hustle people in prison because he was really good at ping pong and he would hustle people for soup in prison. And I was like, that is an even better story. You're I like, much prefer that story. You're like, what a great... You, she told me that when I was 15 and the yeah. other one now. <laughs> that's way cooler. But hey, did you die on the street doing drugs? I certainly did not. It's a good thing Thanks. he told you. Thanks, Uncle. Who knows where you would have been if it wasn't for this story. <laughs> so true. And that goes to, like, you, you are aware that old people are just making up as they go, too. So, like, he he was he was telling you that story on the fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you remind me how many <laughs> siblings you have? I have two brothers, a half-brother, and a stepsister. What has uh, growing up done to you and your siblings? Oh. <laughs> the other day, I was talking to my dad, and I said, like, I only have. And then, like, Emily, like, stopped and, like, looked at me. I was like... Oh, I have three brothers. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, it's not like I only have right. three brothers. Like, I have more brothers than <laughs> most people do. It's true. <laughs> but no, it's like your question about what it's been like with my brothers, um, and and siblings and sister and all that. I need to reconnect with. I'm at that age now where I've seen how I've neglected my relationship with my stepsister, mm. and so that's some that's something I want to work through in this next year. Same with my stepmom, because I was at that. I was at that an age. And an emotional stability. I don't know what my homeostasis was at the time, where like the remarriage wasn't the best for me. Sure. 
which is a very selfish statement to say. And I recognize that now as an adult. It's just like I have to work through the the plants that I sowed as seeds 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Then moving away while my youngest brother, Matt, Matt's 12 or 13. Wow. Because like as soon as my dad remarried, they had a kid. He was born on the anniversary of their marriage. The first anniversary was when he was born. And so, oh, do you hear that sizzle? Oh, yeah. We're getting some of that, that sausage gravy and biscuits. <laughs> um, I didn't want to neglect my relationship with my brother. And I tried my best to, like, contact him and, like, talk, like, through the phone. Because he didn't have a cell phone yet. But now he does have a cell phone. And so we're able to, like, to connect that way. Find video games to, to play together. And, yeah, you know. And then my older brother, Vince, like, we were, like, water and oil when we were young. Hmm. And now he's someone who I'm like trying to be an active participant in his in his life with, you know? Yeah. Because like I care about my brothers. And Andrew is amazing. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how else how to word it. He's he's of the original three, me, Vince, and Andrew from my parents' original uh, relationship. You know, only relationship, I guess, because they didn't get back together at any point. But um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Andrew was the youngest of the three, and. Over the past, like, 10 years, he's been the oldest, in my opinion. And that's not to take a yeah. slight at Vince. Vince and I were just disconnected for a while. Sure. But I, but Andrew was someone who I could, like, look up to. Like, he always knew yeah. the right decisions to make, it seemed like. It, yeah. And still seems like. I'm, I'm not saying, like, it turn, took a turn for the worst. Yeah, Andrew's yeah. still doing great. He's still someone who's an active participant in our life. And moving back here, being able to hang out with Andrew yeah. when things were getting a little bit better, we still wore masks and stuff. Getting to like yeah. work through trauma together. Like tell like, sure. Like we had them over Andrew and Amy, uh, my future, uh, sister-in-law and like Andrew and I are like telling stories to each other, like laughing, like having a great time. And Amy and Emily were like, appalled like (laughs) like we're laughing at these like ridiculous stories of our childhood and and like they're seeing it with like true fresh eyes yeah yeah and it was it was almost like looking back at it it was like cathartic because like we had the shared trauma and now that we're older and we know how to emotionally like work through things like we can talk about that now now that i now that i'm older with andrew and we're like still super close and now even closer it's like now we can like talk about these things that like you kind of store in the back of your head, almost, almost repress even. I, my brothers like are both super young. So like nine and seven years younger than me. Um, so the youngest one graduated high school last year in the COVID year. When I like, I left and they were kids. Like when I left for college, they were children. So like now they are like becoming grown adults and I enjoy spending time with them. Yeah. And there's something about like your family, the way you grow up together and you like develop the same sense of humor and you have, like you said, the shared trauma, shared experience. Like they are some of the people that I laugh hardest with. Uh, like my brothers are the people I laugh, laugh hardest with. Who's your closest in age brother? Colton. Colton. Is that, do you yeah. feel like you've connected with him the most or who do you think's the, the one that you're really getting along with the most now in this older age that maybe wasn't where it was going when you were younger? I would say Colton first, uh, he matured first, but I don't see like a big line, you know, like they're close together in age. So like Chase isn't too far behind, but like I experience them in the same amount of time, you know, like when I go out West, yeah. I'm spending a ton of time with both of them pretty, pretty evenly. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. Cause we're so different. Like the three of us are so different. Uh-huh. Um, Colton is a straight up hillbilly. Like we all grew up in the woods, but he shows it. 
yeah. uh, he's like drives a diesel Cummins and like works with uh you know like a contractor he he lives it whereas i'm like a little more artistic and like nerdy and chase like really is nerdy <laughs> like he was playing D D before i was yeah. he was like super into magic and like magic the gathering and like no no real magic and like yeah, Your yeah parents he's a loved it. no 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 dark stuff <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah, yeah he's a wizard he's a, he's a wizard illegitimate <laughs> no so uh so like we're also different but we have such shared experience yeah. and perspective that we just i love spending time with them it's almost like the differences creates conflict when we're young and now that we're older we can appreciate the differences yes. yeah no absolutely and yeah. to, to bring it back to like growing older i just there's some of favorite people to spend time with now yeah have you lost close family? The closest is probably my aunt. who. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we lost her, I think, I don't know if it was this year or late last year. Um, but my mom, this experience with my mom has been the closest thing. It's like different growing up too. Since we're on the, like we're not just talking about family. This is our, this is our family through like growing up and stuff. Like I remember losing like great aunts, great uncles, like when you're young. Mm-hmm. And like they're already yeah. super old. And, and it's yeah. like, it's like Probably knew them. It's like that scene from uh, from uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey, where, like you do still living, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it makes sense that you're you're getting old, you pass away. It's really sad for your parents. One of the first times I seen my my dad cry is whenever his uncle passed away, and the young, he's one of five, my dad, mm-hmm. and the youngest one, my aunt Mary, had just passed recently, like like uh, during COVID, not from COVID. Yeah, and you know it's the it's the first time like losing a family member aside from my grandmother really like hit, and that's the thing yeah. about my grandma. My grandma was she wasn't super old, obviously, you know, like because we're talking ten plus years later, and my my pap's still around, you know, my mm-hmm. pap's a regular pap age, you know, he's eighty yeah, sure. something, and so like getting to see like my aunt's passing, someone who I love to see is not around anymore, you know. And then you see your, I see my dad and, you know, my dad lost his sister. Like, I'm going to lose yeah. my brothers one day, you know, hope, hope, I mean, fingers crossed, you know, maybe I'll go first, but, but, yeah. uh, that's like the only saving grace there, but she was the youngest. And, and you think about like the way in which age works, like you assume the youngest will be the one that makes it the longest. Right. And like. At any moment, not any moment, it's not like death's waiting around every corner, but it is. Uh, but <laughs> who's the next person who's sowed a lot of love and knowledge sure. and laughter into my life who might not, you know, be here? Yeah. And especially with COVID, like you never, like any one of my aunts and uncles could get COVID and then they're not in the worst age group for getting it, but who knows what happens? For sure. That brought this down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I, but, how do you climb out of this hole? But no, I mean that's all right. I guess to like to to give a little like glimmer of hope, but it's still it's still a, a, a serious thing that we're all gonna go through. But you know, it makes me it makes me hug tighter. Yes, it makes me appreciate hearing prison stories about my uncle more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like that has really been something growing older that I'm like these are people with it, with experiences and lives and lessons, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to know that I want to know those things about them. I want to like start like a family podcast that's only like published to family <laughs> members where like I can that's just cool. like sit down for like like if I can sit down with every aunt and uncle for like two hours and just like talk mm-hmm. about their lives, talk to them about my life, and get like their input and and glean yeah. from them and something I could like have for a long time like. Like, I don't know how to pitch that to my family. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, like, right. But, like, yeah, dude. It's 
family's become a lot more important as I've gotten older. Yes, that, I guess that's a way to wrap up the the family portion yeah. of, our, of our discussion. Yeah, but yeah, man, like I'm 30, you'll be hitting 30 soon, but we still mm-hmm. have so much life ahead of us. Yeah, technically, you know, like if we live to 90, we still have another 60 years ahead of us. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. So like, it's like we haven't even really like brushed it, and you know, I'm I'm thinking I've been this last few weeks, I've just been thinking about my life a lot, and I've been I'm thinking like, it's not what I thought it would be. But it's okay. That's great. I share. I think I shared that years ago in like a meme format. But it's something I really adopt. Like it's life's not what I expected, and that's okay. Hmm. Go that's with good. that flow. You Good know, word. Ex- unexpected losses, unexpected gains. People you didn't think would be in your life are people who you thought would be in your life forever are gone. You know, your maybe money's tighter than you would have hoped at this point. Maybe you're not in the right job. Maybe you're super happy with your job, but like you are where you're at. Except, yeah. except where you're at. You is where you are. Ponder it. Look, look, look around. You know. Yeah. Life goes by so quick. I, I feel like I was in high school yesterday. I feel like yeah. I was in elementary school last week, and it's like yeah. life goes by so quickly. Take those times to like reflect on your life. Yeah. Reflect like getting thir- turning thirty was a great. Let's pause mm. and take and take uh, inventory. Sure. I believe in that so much. But uh, but I don't I don't live it as much. You know, like because I kind of am where I want to be. And like I have, I've reached a lot of the traditional like milestones, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I graduated from college and I got married and I started a job in my field and like, you know, so things have gone, you know, the traditional expected route. Um, but I so, so believe in you is where you are. So just like appreciate it. Yeah. But it's hard for me to teach that when, <laughs> when I am where a lot of people want to be, you know. That's that's less of a tight, like a nice bow of the conversation, but that's what I'm living. Yeah. Here's the thing I think we could both agree with. You don't make it to 30 without a few regrets, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's true. And uh, so I'd like to take a moment to break from all that sad, serious stuff. And I don't think it was overly sad. I think I think that if yeah. any one of our friends are listening to this, they're going to get where we're coming from and they're going to enjoy the conversation. Because sometimes you don't have the opportunity to have these conversations with people. I did see a tweet that was like, uh, why do white guys start a podcast instead of going to therapy? Emily showed that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> this episode especially. <laughs> we don't get to 30 without making a few mistakes. And, uh, you know, these last few weeks, I've, I've taken some time to uh, to think about those mistakes. And I, I have some apologies to really uh, oh bring us out of this conversation. Really a way to, to close this conversation. Looking back. These are some things in my life that, you know, I probably would have done a little differently. Okay. What are they? So, uh, mom and dad. When I was four years old, uh, I picked up a D battery <laughs> and I chose violence. <laughs> I took that D battery and I threw it through our front window. Yikes. In the middle of winter. And the window, you know how like you have like the sliding windows you can open? Yeah. And like the window behind you. Imagine it was twice as wide, yeah. but one sheet of glass unopenable. Pretty expensive window. Oh, you did bad. Yeah. I uh, threw a D battery through it. I don't know why I did it. I didn't know any better back then, but I do now. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's so big of you. I'd like to make an apology to the childhood friend of mine. That I convinced to ride his new bike down a giant hill behind my grandma's house when he barely knew how to ride a bike. I don't know what possessed me to convince him to do this, but I was able to convince him. And uh, my apology is, I'm sorry I did that. However, I did jump out in front of you (laughs) as you were halfway down the hill. (laughs) 
so that both of us got kind of hurt instead of you getting hospitalized. You're welcome. Uh, I have some more apologies, but before, what if he would have made it and he just like ruined an epic story for the rest of his life? <laughs> so he should apologize for that too for ruining. I was afraid of his mom, so I <laughs> I had no choice. Her mom was screaming around the corner, so I had to stop it. <laughs> to uh, to my classmate in kindergarten, who I planted a wet one on, Ooh. not a wet willy, a kiss. <laughs> you know, the moment felt right, but my immaturity really showed that day. Mm. I'm sorry. That's big of you. And to the girl I did the exact same thing to in college, uh, see the apology above. (laughs) In the same vein, I would like to apologize to the little brother of my first, the first girl that I kissed because I kissed her a lot (laughs) while he was in the room. (laughs) Like we were just watching a movie together and it was very disrespectful of me. And like is something that I do need to apologize for. I mean, you could have left. It's it's a little. It's like everyone's at fault there. You know, yeah. she was participating. He was yeah. there. You were there. Yeah, but I am sorry about it. To the girls in yoga pants at VFCC, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm sorry that you both don't understand metaphors, and I'm assuming also don't know how to read since it's in the student handbook. So I'm sorry that you didn't learn how to read. <laughs> to um, the other childhood friend. The brother of the first childhood friend, um, whose leg I broke playing backyard football. I am sorry, because I thought you wanted to play football, not baby wham wham cry all the way to the hospital ball. Um, this, was, this one isn't written down, but it's spurred by your comment. To the orphan in Mexico whose arm I broke. Yikes! <laughs> playing soccer? Holy. And then, uh, you know how my, uh, um, again, my dark sense of humor, and he was kind of living it up a little bit. Um, I, uh, anytime I would see him, he would like mouth off to me, like jokingly. Cause we were actually like pretty good friends by the time this happened. Yeah. I would tell him, I'd be like, shut up before I break your other arm. <laughs> this is the time I was in Mexico for three weeks. And, uh, Dang. I came down with one missions group for a week. I stayed there alone for a week. And then another group came in for a week. I had no idea you did that. Oh man. Story for another That's time. That's crazy. When yeah. the new group came in and I was still telling him how to break his other arm. They did not find it nearly as funny as I did. Because <laughs> I've been making the same joke for about two weeks now at this point. So I just casually yeah. said it in front of like a, like a like a 19-year-old girl who's been to Mexico for the first time trying to help poor orphans. And there's a little oh orphan boy gosh. with a broken arm. And like I'm just like, shut up, man. Or I'll break your other arm. She was so upset. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm sorry for breaking your arm. And I'm also sorry that I hurt your feelings, lady, for, for making such a funny joke. <laughs> That's very good. All right, I'm out. So you can hit the rest oh, of your Oh, yeah, apologies. I'll pound out the rest of them, man. <laughs> to the goth girl that I made my breakaway student ask out at Breakaway. Yikes. To be fair, I didn't think you'd actually do it. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I didn't really know where that would go if he actually did it. <laughs> I do have one more. I was going out of order, so I I lost track of one. Uh To the audience that I made a 9-11 joke in front of during an improv show. I am so sorry. (laughs) It was such a genuine mistake. The long answer is I was just making a joke about flying an airplane. And I thought the first plane that would come to my mind would be the plane from Lost. the, The flight number from Lost. But it was a different flight that crash landed like an hour away from where we were doing the show <laughs> oh the one that ended in the field yes oh yes. man so that was uh yikes was really sorry guys. uh 
to anyone I had to physically remove from the bar I used to be a bouncer at, I would do it all over again, over and over. <laughs> if anything, I wish I was rougher while I was throwing it out of the bar. There you go. <laughs> Respect. And lastly, to Chris. Sorry that I didn't wash those dishes. Oh my goodness. I bet if I did wash those dishes, I would have been your best man. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mario, I'm sorry that I didn't try harder to find you that day when you didn't do the dishes. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, oh thank, you. thank you. Well, hey, that was our conversation on getting older. Uh, stick around for a couple moments while we readjust, and we're going to come back with some recommendations. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So um, we're going to do some recommendations for you and so we've been doing our recommendations on theme and so uh this is the, the theme is what is the most childlike thing we're getting old but what's the what is a recommendation for you yeah. that may be the most childlike thing about you yeah, get, get get away from being old death's yeah. standing at your door like it is for me <laughs> and uh it's a 30 year walk he's gonna get me though oh shoot that means i died at 60 no it's like a 60 year walk <laughs> Anyways, uh, Anyways. Uh, to break away from those serious conversations and you're looking to to laugh, to smile, to relax, you know that child app, TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. I love TikTok. It's not for kids. Yeah. If you're like a holdout, like it. our uh, co-host on the PA Podriver podcast and, and uh, several other friends, get on TikTok, make an account. It's going to be trash and cringy for a little bit. Start liking the few things that come through. Follow a couple people. That For You page is curated. I'm on TikTok every single day. And and I send them to you all the time. Yes. (laughs) I don't do it every day, but I'm certainly... I do be talking. It's like a nighttime ritual. I'll lay down for bed and then I'll I'll scroll TikTok for an hour before (laughs) I go to sleep. I think uh, for me, the most childlike thing that I would like to recommend is... Now, and and a lot of people are going to say that I'm late to the party, but I would like to recommend Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, my long story with this is a lot of people told me they liked it and I just never gave it a chance. Um, and then, yeah, you were one of those people and then I tried to stream it and I couldn't. And then one of my friends, um, he asked me if I've ever seen it and I said no. And then he like kind of described it to me and like just talked about it because he loved it so much. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to buy it for you. <laughs> so he bought me the full Blu-ray set and he sent it to my house. And I watched like three episodes and I hated it. I hated it is a strong word, but I got bored and stopped watching it. Yeah. But when it came back to when it came on to Netflix, Netflix, I, I don't know how they did it, but I started watching it again on Netflix and I love it. So many people watched it on Netflix. If you yep. are listening to this podcast somehow and you haven't, hopped on to watch avatar the last airbender on netflix do it do it do it do it it's yes, so good it is a child show but it, uh i enjoy it very much i would like to not recommend the legend of Korra, <laughs> but that is my personal preference avatar is way better oh avatar is way better gore is not horrible but Korra is also on netflix too so i mean yeah i'm struggling to f- I, I feel like i need to finish Korra, but i'm really struggling oh my gosh you know what everyone who's watched avatar the last airbender in the last year need to do what you need to go watch The Last Airbender movie by M. Night Shyamalan because you deserve to have your heart broken the same way we did <laughs> when he came up with that crappy yeah. movie. Don't, yeah, I heard don't watch really the anime if you're not going to subject yourself to the movie. It's a hot take. 
you need to watch the movie. You need to watch the movie <laughs> because I had to suffer through it. You can't just have the good and know that the movie's bad. I went in there with nice. such high hopes because I, I don't even know if the internet was around at that point. Definitely was. But <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be so horrible. And I, I think I might even watch that crappy movie in theaters. Oof, that's very sadistic of you to want me to go through that. You need to. To really appreciate okay. the cartoon. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank yes. you for our sponsor, who is Jake's Kind's Words. Yes, thank you, Jake. Jake, let me know if I'm losing my hair or not. I don't like this joke <laughs> yeah. anymore. I do not like this joke. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you back next time. We'll be right yeah. back. We'll be right back. <laughs>